15-yard line. Newton throws down the line. Left side, it's tipped. It's on the ground. It's loose. And it is Ram football. Samson Abukam comes up with the football. It looks like that was a backward pass. It's a live ball as soon as it hit the ground. The best thing about it was the defense didn't wait. They covered the football, which is exactly what you're supposed to do. Well, hello and welcome to week six and to help us get into the showdown with San Francisco. Our guest is a third year outside linebacker for the Rams, Samson Abukam. And I remember uh, shortly after you were drafted, we had our first conversation. We got on the phone, wanted to hear your story. But my first priority was learning how to say your name properly, which people still butcher. So after three (laughs) years, we're not there yet. Let's let's start there. And I want the full name okay. because I, w- I kind of want to get to the point where I have permission to use your full name on air properly because I'm saying it the right way. I don't know if I'm there yet, but you go first. Okay. Namaka Samson Ebukam. And it's Namaka that gave people problems the mm-hmm. most. and Which makes no sense because we have Oboe in our team. His name is way harder than mine. Right. Everybody says it perfectly fine. Right. <laughs> so should I go with Namaka from now on? Yeah, I'm cool with it. Yeah? I'm cool with it. Good. All right. And it means God is good. Yeah. If I remember our previous conversation. Yes, sir. And how about Abucom? We doing all right on that one? Yeah, that's actually really good. All right, cool. Some of the TV broadcasters come in and ask me week after week. It's so bad. Right. Wish we could have got that ironed out before you put a couple of touchdowns in the end zone against the Chiefs. I I probably lost about 5,000 followers. Because they didn't say my name right. <laughs> People are looking for whatever they were, they name that was. They, the could, name they couldn't they, find you. They couldn't find me, man. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, welcome back to the facility. It is game week. How was your open weekend? Much needed. Uh, got to rest the body and mind. And right now, just uh, just got to get back on the field and get to work. Yeah. yeah. And a big week for that for lots of reasons. But since we've seen you last, uh, news breaking about Clay Matthews with an injured jaw that's going to have him on the shelf for at least a month did you take that as a signal to you that your opportunities are going to spike once again oh yeah definitely and um you know it sucks not to have clay there because uh he's such an impact player and uh he's definitely a good role model just look up to and Mm -hmm. uh playing behind him i didn't have a problem with it at all because he's gonna hopefully be in the hall of fame coming up so (laughs) playing behind him wasn't a problem so it's definitely an opportunity for me to step up as we've seen you done in the past, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't new, uncharted territory for you. No, it's been a while, but I think I'll be fine, honestly. What's your sense of how this group overall feels about three and two? We're not too happy. <laughs> uh, just to put it uh, plainly, we're not too happy about it at all. Um, we could be easily five and zero right now, but the last two games, I feel like as a team, we just kind of beat ourselves because we're not doing the little things right, mm-hmm. you know, and that's honestly what we're just going to have to focus on this week, tighten it up and uh, show up and put our best foot forward. I mean, I think you can relate to this last two weeks, 85 points allowed. It's left some fans wondering like which defense is the real Rams defense. Is it the group that we saw limit explosives for three weeks and three wins, or is it the group we've seen in back-to-back losses against the Bucks and Seahawks? What say you? You're going to see the real defense this uh, upcoming Sunday, honestly, because we, we show up, um, with the with the best attitude just to come up and try to do our best and sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't and it's the NFL anything can happen on a, on a weekly basis so like you just saw the Chiefs loss yeah know, so perfect example <laughs> yes yeah, you really can't tell it's just like whoever shows up that week so although you're just getting started on San Francisco here in week six you know the Niners have played against them a few times previously can you give us a couple defensive keys maybe looking ahead of the Coliseum on Sunday <sighs> 
You can't reveal any part of the game plan. Not that I know yet. I just know that we got to stop Kittle. That's, that's that's what I do know because that's a beast right there. He's a he's he's the whole package on a tight end. So we got to find a way to to stop him. Nice. Remember his performance at the Coliseum last year, one of the best tight ends in the league. Mm-hmm. All right, let's dig into your personal story a little bit. I enjoyed the recent profile that the BBC did. Um, I think it came from your time in London, which we can talk about mm-hmm. a little bit as well. Uh, but I would love to dig into a couple of, of topics that were covered there. First of all, for those who don't know, born in Nigeria, mm-hmm. youngest of seven children, mm-hmm. and moved to the United States, the uh, greater Portland area, at about age nine. Yep. Um, your family, as I understand, didn't move all at once. Mm-hmm. Father led the way, then older siblings, uh, then then you, and eventually your mother, and mm-hmm. and uh, the whole family reunited. You know, knowing how much your parents have sacrificed, how hard they've worked, what's it been like to achieve this level of professional success? Man, it's a. Uh, I gotta give that one up to God because I don't even know how I made it here. Mm-hmm. It's just that my uh, my parents installed a work ethic in me that I just uh, don't complain about much. I just keep just going and going and going until I, I get, I get somewhere that's better. And, um, yeah, it's definitely awesome just to, just to be a part of this right here. And for them to, to see that, cause they came to the Seattle game and they were like, wow, this is amazing. And every game that I could get them to go to is a, it's a blessing. I think when we first spoke, you were talking about, you know, telling your mom that she maybe didn't have to take as many shifts. She could scale back a little bit at this stage of mm-hmm. her working life. Has that played out over the recent years? Yeah, they're, they're both retired now. And, uh, yeah, I'm just taking care of them however I can. So the Rams, the NFL, Samson, you've all made uh, a big impact on the Abucom family at large, it sounds like. Yes, sir. Wonderful. Very happy for you. Uh, you grew up playing soccer, though. Yeah. Uh, the road to the <laughs> NFL was not a, a straight line. No. Um, and you maintain that love of soccer today? Oh, yeah, of course. I still I still watch it as much as I can. I had to download a ESPN Plus just so I could watch all the soccer matches in LAFC. Ooh, I've been to a couple of their games. You're into all, it. Oh, yeah, it's awesome, and that atmosphere is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then how about internationally? International, um, got to gotta shout out Juve, Juventus, not not for Ronaldo because I was with them before, but it was because they have Pogba. And, uh, yeah, that's just been my team the whole time. I mean, Chelsea's good, Arsenal's good. That whole English uh, pr- Premier League is, ooh, they're, they're nice. And then the Nigerian national team is yes. a perennial or a every four year presence in the World Cup. Yeah, even got um, a win in the group stage, 2018. We would have made it out of the group stage if Croatia wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, they they got us, and you know that kind of just shut it down for us for a little bit. But we'll be back. So, how did the youth transition from soccer to football go? Like, how did you find your way to wearing helmet and pads? I just wanted to give it a try because, um, like. When I started playing soccer, I was a, a striker, and the bigger I got, the I got moved back. So I got moved back all the way to to, to center back, and I was kind of just bullying people because I was, like, bigger. And uh, the coaches all of a sudden told me one time, yo, try out football, you know, maybe you could, like, use your size and all that. And, yeah, I just tried out football. It, t- it took a while. It took, like, three years of him to just straight convince me and uh, – yeah, whenever when I tried it, it was like I was like, okay, I can I can play this like full full speed and not have to worry about other people getting hurt. When you watch your film as an outside linebacker in the NFL, do you ever look at a play or look at a technique and say, hey, maybe my soccer background actually helped me with some of this footwork or technicality? No, not at all. What completely what, unrelated? Completely. And what soccer helped me with was uh, with the endurance and speed. Mm. 
So yeah, I can I can play uh, football with that definitely. Because over the course of a match, soccer players run miles and miles. At, le- at least six miles. So when you're facing defensively a 10, 11 play drive, and maybe you're sucking some wind, you're like, hey, I've been here before. I know oh, what this yeah. is like. To, yeah, definitely. To still play uh, mm-hmm. a little short on oxygen. Um, the BBC piece also referenced something that I want to talk about here and, and allow you to comment on. And that was your childhood exposure coming to the U S in against racism and bullying, mm-hmm. um, to the extent that, that you can recall any specific examples of what that was like as a youth transitioning to the United States, to Oregon, to speaking English in school. What was that process like? It wasn't too nice, honestly. Um, because a lot of the, I mean, it's still around nowadays. Like you can, you can see all the kids being bullied at school just because they're a different uh, ethnicity and from somewhere else. Especially like a uh, uh, Muslim kids. So I'm just like these are regular kids. Like they're not doing anything wrong. But because of what a specific group did to them, they just want to like take it out on them. And people just like feeling uh, superior to others and. They're just gonna pick at the easy target, uh, however, uh, however it is. And I was that easy target back in, like, what was it, like, two thousand four or whatever that I came here, because I didn't know anything. I didn't know any culture, uh, language, anything like that. And even down to, uh, to the way I dressed, because we didn't have uh, that much money. So, yeah, I was an easy, easy prey. So, I mean, it kind of helped me just to build up a little toughness and just to be able to take things as is and. Just find a way to keep moving. Have you thought about any message maybe to a, a young boy, a young girl in a similar position where maybe they're they're having a tough go for whatever reason? Maybe it's uh, language they speak, skin color, clothes they wear, what their interests are that you would be able to share or inspire? The, um, the one thing that hit back to me was when kids were like calling others nerds, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they were like, oh, yeah, you're a nerd. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like an uncool word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what teacher it was. He said, that kid right there is probably going to be a CEO. You know? So if you're that, if you're if you're a kid and you're smart or you're talented at something and other people kind of take it for granted because they aren't, that's your talent. Use it. You know? Don't worry about what other people are, like, doing with their life because they're wasting their time. Because give it 15 years, you're going to be somewhere else. They're going to be in that exact same spot. At what point did you embrace your inner nerd and just come to terms with the fact that, hey, being intellectual, being sophisticated mm. is cool? I mean, I, I wasn't a nerd. You know what I'm saying? I was more like a, I was just an athlete and I was somebody that wasn't American enough, mm-hmm. you know, or American at all in that matter. So I just kind of like, it, Took until like college because I was like, I have culture, you know what I'm saying? Because of my because of my background, I have culture. Right. And no offense to America, I haven't seen an American culture because it's just a melting pot of all these. And I've really been questioning what exactly is the American culture. And I just have my uh, Nigerian uh, heritage that I'm just like I'm I'm proud to be a part of, you know. And I can just keep passing that on down to my children whenever they're born. How important do you think it is for American children to travel abroad and to see some of the life experiences and the places of our globe that you grew up exposed to? It's life changing because like everybody here, like is blessed. Like everybody here has an opportunity to make something out of themselves. Just that most people are too lazy to work for it. Cause if you go 
abroad, like wherever, like you, if you want to go to China, I mean, good luck finding a job there. You got to know somebody. If you want to go to Nigeria, you're either rich or you're poor, like dirt poor. So it's, it's crazy, man. There's so much opportunities here in America that so many people don't take advantage of. And yeah, I, I'd like them all to just to travel abroad just to see what it's like. One of your most recent trips uh, took you back to the UK this summer. So we have the Niners at home this week, then a trip to Atlanta week seven. From there, the Rams will journey to London. Uh, on a little bit lighter note, the NFL UK had you try some black pudding, which is made from pork blood. That's disgusting. Uh, while you were over there. It was so bad. Uh, if you haven't seen that video, find it on social media. Yeah, it's, no it's, salt. it's worth the clip. No salt. <laughs> no salt. It was just bland. It was bad. Uh, but I have been told that you're a foodie. Yeah. What can you tell us about your culinary interests? I'm not an expert at all. I just like food. And um, if it's good, I'm, I'll eat it. You know, but if it's bad, I'm going to let you know <laughs> immediately. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just going to be, I'm not a fan. What's your favorite Nigerian dish? And have you been able to find it here in Los Angeles? You know, I couldn't tell you if I have a favorite Nigerian dish. Other than egusi soup, which is it's like, like it, it's just it's, you you ever heard of fufu? Fufu soup? No, no, no. Like fufu, like it's I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like one of the traditional foods that we eat uh, in Nigeria, and it's like it's amazing with this uh, soup called egusi soup. It's it's just a mixture of like a lot of meat inside of soup, and it's it's amazing. Mom makes it. Yeah, my mom is actually coming this Wednesday, so I'm, I'm gonna see if she can. Oh no, make kidding! It at the crib, Great, yeah. is that that's your favorite? That's my favorite. Oh, good for you. Um, how about pregame preferences when you get into Saturday mode or game loading? Mm. What's your go-to? What for food? Yeah. Ooh, like same what? thing. So you're talking about Saturday? Or, so like, yeah, whatever kind of leads into kickoff that has you feeling right. Oh, so on a Sunday, okay. So I kind of eat light because I don't want too much. Uh, mm-hmm. In my stomach, and it's just green beans, uh, sweet sweet potatoes mashed, and uh, just a little bit of chicken. That's it. Something cool that'll just settle the stomach, and I'll be good for like the next like seven hours. Awesome. Well, enjoy the uh, the time with family this week. That's cool. They got to see in Seattle, and now mm-hmm. they're coming to visit for the mm-hmm. uh, 49ers week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple more things, and then we'll let you uh, get to the rest of your evening. Uh, Cooper Cup. You once shared a story with me uh, from your time in Cheney where you and Cooper were teammates. And these are my notes from that conversation. Uh, You told me Cooper said that his dream was to be an NFL Hall of Famer. And for most rookies, people would just laugh at him. For me, for Coop saying that, I was just like, yeah, I could see that happening for sure. Mm -hmm. So now I just want to give you the floor to just go ahead and say, I told you so. (laughs) I'm not going to say I told you so because it's not there yet. But the way that he's going right now. I don't know who else is going to come back from an ACL and just be balling out like he is. So I'm not surprised at all, man. <laughs> Do you and, and all the Eastern Washington players celebrate the success that he's had, but that you all collectively have had? I mean, going back mm-hmm. to that Bo Baldwin group and some of those championship seasons, mm-hmm. I will see Kendrick this weekend for the 49ers. There are now a lot of you out there. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Bo definitely started that, uh, just putting talents out there and, Ever since then, just year by year, somebody's always going to the NFL, you know. So we're just kind of sprinkling in. But fortunately for us, it's definitely been a lot of Rams, uh, Rams Eastern guys. So it's awesome. And more to come, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. uh, I did want to touch on that Monday Night Football performance from 2018 against Kansas City. 
Uh, for those who, who might remember, Samson was the NFC Defensive Player of the Week, scored a couple of touchdowns, hit Mahomes at the end of that game that led to a, a clutch interception. We're almost a year removed from that night now. I'm wondering how often you think about it, are reminded of it, and what are your reflections on that career performance? The only time I think about it is when I get any questions about Get asked it. about it, yeah. which, I mean a lot of people are drawn to, including myself, right? Because mm-hmm. it was a peak performance. It was one of the great defensive performances of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to be my peak, though. I want to keep right. building on that. And know? I guess that's why I wanted to, to ask about it, because, like, has it been hard to move beyond that in, in a respect, internally or externally? Uh, Both, because, like, uh, it's just such a good game that I did that it's kind of – it's hard to always top that. Right. You know? but Or be expected to. Yeah, and – that's fine. If people expect that, then that's cool. For me, I just want to go out and play and, and win, you know. And you get people like AD, you know, that's right now people say that he's not doing too good and all he's talking, talking down on him, saying that, yeah, his stats aren't good or mm-hmm. anything like that. I'm like, bro, this dude gets doubled and, like, and tripled every game. And I kind of want to have that same mentality that no matter what, you just keep moving and just paving the way just for everybody else and, I just got to be able to find a way to have a great game constantly, you know, which is the same thing that he's done. So I got to find my way uh, up to up to his level just to get the same thing. So that's an interesting point, because, I mean, I agree with you. And whether it's Clay getting a sack in every game to this point or mm-hmm. Dante Fowler feasting in some of those games that he's running with AD, obviously you're going to continue to have those types of opportunities. You feel that on game day? You sense the opportunities and the matchups that you get because of what he's doing inside of you? Oh, yeah, definitely, because there's going to there's gonna be a lot of uh, one-on-ones for everybody, and we just got to pick our poison, you know? We just got to win one or one or two, get one, two sacks a game. I mean, it's easier said than done, but that's just the way that I look at it. It's like, okay, he's going to have all this attention, so if I could just get one play, just get a little, just get a little one play. That's all I need. All right. Namaka Samson Abukam. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to your next sack, your next touchdown, your next victory. Yes, sir. Thank you for spending some time with us on Rams Revealed and to all of you listening. Uh, thanks for stopping by. We look forward to seeing you back at the Coliseum. It's 49ers week, Rams and San Francisco coming up in week six. Yes, sir. Peace up. Thank you.